0: This evening's Dharma talk is titled, See the Contrast. See, observe, see, look at the contrast. Don't take sides between anything. Don't make assumptions about anything. I'll give you as many don'ts as I can here. These are the kind of don'ts that don't have any calories. Kind of an inside joke. (coughs) Don't conclude, don't conclude, don't conclude, don't come to a conclusion unless you have to. And in this way, your mind will remain somewhat open. Do not come to a conclusion. Don't believe, don't disbelieve, don't look away. That's the teachings, can I? (laughs) (laughs) Now I have a few more things to say. Although there have been teachers in the past, hundreds of years ago, that taught that way. They would get up and say something and leave. My teacher, the Vidyatara, Chogyam Trungpa once gave a very short talk and got up and left. And it was, be genuine. He left, and then everyone looked at each other. He's coming back. Is it a potty break? (laughs) What's going on? So when I say, see the contrast, first see in your own mind the way you keep contrasting everything. I like this, but I don't like that this is correct, that's wrong. Or you might just say, that's wrong. And ignore the other end of the polarity. So anytime you have, I'll help you this way, anytime you have anything that arises as something that is giving you grief or problems, please take a moment, 30 seconds, look at the opposite of that and include it. Because anytime you bite down on, clamp down on, burrow down into one thing, you're completely ignoring its opposite. That includes good and evil. I'm not saying you need to be evil. But don't leave out the very negative side of any positivity. Because if you do, eventually, because things have a tendency to want to come together. It's called uh, gravity. It's called um, man and woman. Boy and boy, girl and girl. However you want to see it. Rabbit and duck. Unlikely. But don't rule it out. (laughs) Don't rule it out. Maybe a few thousand years yet. And so when you're having negative feelings about anything or any kind or even positive feelings, you could even go there a little bit and temper anything that's happening as one thing, temper it or include what looks like or what seems like or what even conceptually is its opposite. I'm not saying to bang them together or something. And one of the most important ones, at least from the viewpoint of this teaching, and this, is, this will be hard to understand unless you do a lot of sitting meditation, what you just have been doing for the last half hour or so. Sit down, hold still, watch what moves. Sit down keep your back straight. Sit in a symmetrical situation, not like this, not like this, but like this, or possibly like this, but something very symmetrical. Mind and body are not two separate things looks like it so anytime you have the mind don't forget the body usually it's that's the one we out of hope and fear that's the one we get drawn up into. we actually we actually disembodied we forget we even have a body we're so concerned about what's happening oh my god what's gonna happen next this is so terrible or we wake up in the morning uh, with depression completely ignoring your the other five sense feels just into the mind about how this terrible this is little commentary we have this feeling of being distressed and instead of just letting it be there, we start to chatter about it. This shouldn't be this way. I didn't feel this way. What caused this? What's wrong? And I'm not saying there might not be something wrong, maybe. So the most fundamental division that we keep buying into over and over again is subject-object. I'm here, the me feeling, me, me, myself, and me. Is that the way it goes? No, it's I, myself, and I. You know, You know what I'm saying? just me, how I feel about everything. The things I like, the things I don't like, the things I don't care about or ignore, or um, who cares? It might be something where someone else, three blocks away, three miles away, three continents away, is is in intense suffering. And because it doesn't concern you, you don't include it. You probably exclude it. Don't do that if you can help it. Include everything. So, as I was saying, the one that's the most obvious and the one that is the most foundational, when I say foundational, the foundation of your distress, your suffering, and you can ask me questions, you can even take issue, come and get me. If you think I'm incorrect, except for you, you can't do that. So, what am I saying? I'm saying I'm presenting something to you that could be helpful to you if you consider it. And when I say consider it, reflect on it, maybe write it down, look at it for a few weeks, few months, few years. Subject object. Subject, me, my perceptions, my ideas, my thoughts, my memories, my imaginations about the future, my worries about the future, my regrets about the past. Me, 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 me. And then that out there. In other words, you, 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 all of you guys, the world, to be it to make the extreme The universe, the other, there's self and other. That separation is unreal. And I'm not asking you to believe this. As you've heard me say, if you've listened to me very much, don't believe anything I say. Don't believe it. I could even say it further. Don't believe anything anybody says. But don't disbelieve it either. Don't accept it. Don't reject it. And for heaven's sakes, don't look away. Don't distract yourself into something else artificially or Holistically, for that matter. <clears throat> so to see the contrast uh, in terms of oneself and other, when you're looking at someone or something, flash on the the observer, flash on the sense of identity. Don't stick there, but just flash on, just just turn the awareness around as you're looking at someone. Just don't stop looking at that person or that situation, but just turn that awareness around. Just flash on what's the opposite of what you're seeing. It's What or who, or how is this observing taking place here? How can there be hundreds of other people and only one me? Is that possible? The existentialists, a long time ago, got into a lot of migraine headaches over that.
1: Could you give an example of what you mean when you say flash on the opposite and how that would uh, work, how that would function?
0: You probably won't find much. You won't find a success story. You won't find I'm I'm succeeding at at uh, I'm succeeding at uh, seeing what was the title. You won't necessarily have any success at that. Maybe some, but but it, you'll notice it will fade. If you have success, that's the thing about success. Same as failure, it doesn't last. Nothing lasts. There's no one who is completely successful all the time. Even some of the greatest painters, artists, musicians, statesmen have. States, women, anything, nothing lasts. You succeed and then you succeed and then you fail because it's just the nature of polarity. Just like you're alive for a while and then you die. It's not really all that depressing. It's just what? The truth. The truth. Impermanence. Nothing lasts. And if you see the contrast, you actually see the contrast between self and other and see that they're actually not separate. They're not two different things. But this is for you to see for yourself, discover. This is the nature of a non-theistic spiritual path. It doesn't posit a deity, and it doesn't ignore a deity. It doesn't pray to something, and it does, doesn't uh, not pray to something. It doesn't do either one. It's not two. Lauren. Um, when you say that
2: they're not two different things, is that the same
0: thing as saying that they are the same thing? Almost. It's actually those two things at the same time, because if you say they're not two different things and then you say they're the same things, then you've got another polarity going on. It's kind of like ordinary, what? Ice cream. (laughs) That's close. Magic. Magic. Ordinary magic. (laughs) That was close though. If if there's any food that's almost magical, it's probably salted caramel. (laughs) Or pistachio, yes.
1: What is contrast's opposite?
0: No contrast. Keep going.
1: How do we work with including that?
0: You include it until there's nothing left. There's nothing to, to include. If there's nothing to include, then just hang out.
1: Can we see no contrast?
0: You can, you can understand that that's what's happening, but you can't see it because it's not something.
1: What is meant by
0: understanding? Uh, you have to switch over to smelling rather than seeing. You know what I'm saying. You already know what I, you, you already know the answer to what I'm. To what you're asking me. Yes.
1: Um, I'm still not entirely understanding the flashing on the opposite. So if I'm experiencing maybe irritation, that's something I frequently experience. Um, I've noticed I, that about I, you. <laughs> <laughs> how would I practice? Flashing? So
0: the beginning of that needs to happen facing the wall. That's not something you can do abstractly. Just about. Not even just about. You have to have as i can tell i've been around a little while you have to have a strong awareness practice meditation practice sit down hold still watch observe 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 what continues to move and what continues to move as feelings in your body uh sounds outside the building um, your own thought patterns coming and going your diaphragm moving as you breathe there's lots of things on the move just observe 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 and the the practice uh, that I'm referring to here as uh, self and other, or subject and object uh, can be practiced sitting down and looking at a wall. There's not much there, but there's some texture, some color. So you can do, you do it visually, you can do it uh, in, uh, with uh, sound, you can do it with all, and it may be easier, say, for you to do that with sound rather than with, with the visual situation. Everyone is, some, some people it may be more with how things feel. Uh, so, very literally, you're sitting, you're looking at the wall, and you could actually, you could ask yourself, you could use a uh, question, you could say, who sees this? They're seeing, you're seeing, and then, who sees this? Or, wh- wh- where's the witness part of this situation? Is the witness separate from what's being seen? So, you could actually look at that. And it's to include whatever uh, arises. And what arises may not be the kind of answer you're looking for. More?
1: I may have misunderstood it I thought earlier you had talked about any time you experience something to look at its opposite I did and I guess that's maybe what I'm wondering about so you're looking at the wall
0: pardon me for interrupting you you're looking at the wall what's the opposite of the wall? someone who's seeing the wall the witness of the wall Uh, and then you could turn it around what it would be like if the wall was looking at me go ahead That
1: become a post meditation exercise.
0: It can be, but it needs to come out of. I think, I feel, I don't know this, but I I feel that it needs to come out of strong sitting practice, sitting practice of meditation, where you get, where you begin to exhaust the 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 grasping, rejecting, and ignoring of the mind. You begin to exhaust that kind of activity, and you're just sitting here.
1: So you're not. Necessarily saying see the opposite as if you feel bad see happiness you are you talking more about something I'm seeing that
0: contact? too any polarity you you and the reason I'm leaving it kind of open is because I don't know how that's going to show up for for you so I wouldn't take that away a uh, one person may need to really work with that kind of a polarity long may, they may not even meditate uh, one of the things that the meditator. Uh, is often doing, someone who meditates a lot, is contrasting how they, how things look when they're meditating and how things look when they're not meditating, another polarity. And and at some point, the the boundary, if you meditate enough, you could say, perhaps that might be something, a statement that could be made, is the boundary between meditation and post-meditation vanishes. There's no difference between meditation and non-meditation or post-meditation. It's sometimes called (laughs) non-meditation. Brittany's looking at you through the reflection in my eyes.
2: <laughs>
0: Never mind. <laughs> I don't want to have to explain that. Yeah, it is. How did you know that? I didn't tell you that.
2: Is that what we see when we see others?
0: Ultimately, you're always looking at yourself in one way or another. Either you're, lo- or you're, you're looking at your projection. You're not really seeing the other person. You're seeing your, your ideas about them. Have you noticed that, that somebody you know, maybe somebody you're really close to, how you can tell that because of the way they treat you, they don't really see who, who who you are. They see their idea of you. Quite often, parents do that to their children. They project their ideas about them onto them, and then they relate to the idea. And the person that's there could actually, you know, take a hike. Not literally, but, but there's something about that. That person can actually be gone from the situation. Maybe you... You experienced that in your childhood by uh, the way you were treated by your parents, when you could tell they really didn't know who they were talking to. They had no idea. They they barely knew who they were. So they, instead of trying to find out who they were, they decided to work on you because you're eight years old and you're a lot easier to work with. Questions about that are good if you have them. You You said earlier, if something
2: arises, we can temper it by looking, or by including (coughs) the opposite. How... Would
0: something be tempered by including Would be softened by it? If you're looking at something that's very, very difficult, some difficult situation that is emotional, rather than go in and try to work on that, since you don't really understand what it is, you just know it's uncomfortable or terrifying or frightening. But instead of working on the thing itself, uh, go to its opposite. Is
2: including its
0: opposite different from conjuring up some idea of its opposite? Uh, conjuring an idea can work. If there's a lot of uh, sitting meditation going on, then coming up with things could possibly, uh, could, when I say work, could help to, to soften whatever polarity you're dealing with. I talk to some people that are so so having so much difficulty that I'm concerned about how much longer they can live because they're having so much difficulty with their life. Do you think I can get them to meditate? No, they'd rather be miserable than do as I say.
2: <laughs>
0: and of course I don't know what they should do and I, I don't even know uh, if a person's having great difficulty this doesn't mean that, that what I say can somehow fix them or help them all I know is if someone comes this direction and asks me for help then I'm, I'm, I feel like I need to help them I don't have, it's choiceless for me I have to work with them where they're at and that may not be particularly satisfying to me you know, I may feel like everything I say, they just their whole thing is about just not just ignoring it or turning away from it, or saying I can't do that, or that's too much, or I can't meditate that long, or or meditation doesn't work for me, and so I, I can't do much about that. If I can't, if someone asks for help, have you noticed that someone asks you for help and they want you to help them exactly the way they want the help? So you don't get to put your two cents worth in. Yes, sir.
1: In tempering a negative feeling, push that off onto somebody else?
0: Probably not.
1: More. Is there a distinction between that tempering and trying to mitigate our own situation, our suffering?
0: There could be. I mean, you. but what I'm saying, the way I want to respond to this is, what I'm talking about is a very simple awareness exercise and not some kind of, let's see now, if I do it this way, will that be egotistical or you know or will this be meddling with something? So I'm not talking about some kind of uh, uh, searching around for some way that doesn't cause any difficulty or any further. I'm saying just be here and look at what's happening. Just see the contrast and see the contrast. And if you see the contrast in its in its totality, uh, then include it. And if you include it, then you then it's just not separate. It's not doesn't mean you're going to suddenly your whole uh, your life is going to be no longer have any frustration or difficulty or uh, you're going to somehow feel uh, successful and get a bunch of gold stars. What is contrast? So first of all obviously it's a concept and we all have our idea what contrast is. Black and white, night and day, up and down, forward and backwards. There's all kinds of things that show up as having an opposite somehow or a contrast. So you t- you could take that idea anywhere and see the polarity. The, the biggest one uh, the that, you know is uh, that people don't understand and they think they're two different things is life and death. They are not two different things. two words for the same thing. It's just like uh, um, night and day. night and day are two different words for the same thing. I mean we're not saying that one isn't a little bit lighter. <laughs> but on some days day is really dark. have you noticed? if there's a cloud cover and sometimes night is really bright, if, especially if you're near the North Pole. I mean, the, the, nothing is ever the same all the time. There's nothing to, you can't depend on anything. There's nothing as, as dependable as some kind of, well, this is always true. Even, uh, what was it, uh, Suzuki Roshi, his second book, and I don't think he titled it because the book came out long after he passed away, but one of his teachings was uh, not always so. You can't depend on anything, it's always the case. And if you think it's always the case, look closer.
1: Is contrast necessary for something to arise?
0: Yeah. Because something not arising is contrasted with something arising. I'm not sure where you're going with that. That's pretty deep, man. Chazan, <laughs> you answer that. I'm not going Are you disobeying me? No. <laughs> Thought I'd check. Sent you. What does contrast look like when there are two different? Uh, then there's there still can be light and dark. But the fundamental understanding is they're not separate. So there can still be you in the world, but your 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 actually your consciousness is actually liberated from the chains and the bindings of a belief in something and a disbelief in something else. <coughs> belief and disbelief are very primitive ways of working with things. So primitive societies have been doing this for a long time. To believe something is real and think that something else is not real sets so up a, a polarity. So it, it may. Uh, it may be, um, um, there may be a lot of obvious difference, and it may be more subtle. The painter in the, back in the 1950s, an uh, abstract expressionist painter by the name of Ad Reinhardt, and Ad Reinhardt painted, uh, uh, the world was ready for him, so he painted totally black paintings. It was just a rectangle, it was painted black. So the rest of the world was the contrast to his paintings. So I'm not justifying or saying, oh, this is art or something. But, you know, he, uh, it was time for that, uh, for that kind of thing. In the arts, uh, postmodernism, they call it in some way, or abstract expressionism. And that shows up in all literature uh, and arts and music, just like music. Have you noticed what music has been doing since the 1940s? Maybe you don't.
2: Getting worse. Huh? <laughs> Getting
0: worse? That's a contrast. But that's your idea about it. Have you noticed how some people really like country music? Other people don't like that, but they really like jazz or they really like rock and roll. Or they really like classical music or blues, hip hop, whatever. They, they really have some kind of a, something they like. A lot of contrast there. We get our identity from that. And it's not that we necessarily choose to, uh, to do that. We, we listen to it, and then something about that particular way of that particular expression is, just magnetizes us. We, like some people do not like um, ice cream. They're rare. (laughs) There are people who don't like it. When I was eight or nine years old, I didn't like it. I changed my mind. (laughs) (coughs) Yes?
2: Uh, A three-part question from Gary up in Traverse City. Yes. He asks, how far do we take looking at polarity continually? Is this an exercise or something to try to be conscious of off the cushion as
0: well. Yes, on the cushion, off the cushion. But I'm not talking about maintaining it. I'm talking, I'm recommending that you just flash on it. Just any situation you're in, uh, if you're irritated, uh, you, you could actually take that as a concept. And what, what is not being irritated? What would that feel like? I mean, it's your it's your mind, it's your consciousness. You could actually just be happy. You don't think so? You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to do a lot of drugs. It was not funny. Sorry. So I'm saying, you have to realize that any kind of contentment or happiness that is going to uh, going to be meaningful in terms of that, what that is, it is, is needs to be here. It's not out there. You're not going to find it out there. Looking here, looking there, trying to uncover this, get some of this, get some success, keep away failure, and and to go back to the drug situation, the people who who get involved in any kind of uh, uh, chemical way of changing, uh, they'll tell you, uh, might take a while, but they'll tell you that that doesn't doesn't work. The downside of that can be devastating, if not deadly. That's why, and it's uh, um, uh, just like that book, uh, Drug Dealer MD, uh, what was her name? Uh, I don't know, it was a woman out in California, the doctor who actually- uh, Lemke, Dr. Lemke. Lemke, yeah, talks about how the drug, um, what do you call them? Pharmaceutical. Pharmaceutical yes. Uh, they're actually making money from feeding people painkillers that have tremendous side effects. You know the op- the opioid uh, situation is that's not something that somebody just said, oh that oh that's that's not working so well. They've known all along how bad this is going to be. They just wanted money. That's how it looks over here. Perhaps I'm incorrect. And so. When we look around at the world, and we see all the crazy activities that are going on in the world, uh, I would say my recommendation as a Zen Buddhist monk, uh, I would say, and I'm very biased in this area, I'd say, sit down, train your mind. Before you take your unexamined craziness, your unexamined aggression out into the world and try to make peace with all of your unexamined aggression, because when you're trying to make peace or calm things down or make things more sane, and yet you have, uh, uh, as uh, the poet Kabir said, if you have a loaded gun here, how can you have God? If you if you haven't unloaded your own stuff, you know, how can you do that? I'm a little bit biased again here. I say sit down and see the way you're at war with yourself or see the way you're at war with yourself. That worked better than the high-pitched would. <laughs> So just, just If you just witness this, you see the contrast between this and this, this and this, or this and this. Lots of different levels of that. If you see that, you'll see that you don't have to stop fighting with anything. You just have to see that you're fighting. If you see that you're fighting, if you see it to the point of view you start to get embarrassed by how much warfare is going on in your gut, uh, you're probably going to slow down a little bit you're going to be very careful of blaming anybody else for anything, including your own distress. Don't blame praise and blame or misunderstanding. Even if somebody comes up and hurts you in so far as you can, don't blame them because you don't know the causes and conditions in their life that go way back to their birth or even before that are causing them to be so crazy. I'm not saying we shouldn't deal with them in some way or keep them from hurting people. Have you noticed that? When somebody's really upset and really mad, it's like about something, it's like there's some kind of energy coming from somewhere else when they're overreacting to some particular situation. Further questions are good. Chu. Looking at any sort of polarity or there's two ends to a spectrum, what is in between them? Uh, your beliefs, your bias, your opinions, your disbeliefs, your confusion, passion, aggression, ignorance, hope, and fear, all that stuff is all mixing it up and keeping you from seeing the fundamental reality, which is not separate. Nothing is separate from anything else. Separated, yes, we're all separated, but fundamentally not separate. And, and you can actually, it is, you're, it's available to every human being to see that right now. You can see it. And if you see it, this doesn't mean that you're suddenly gonna go up in smoke or you're gonna have a big halo around your head like our wooden Buddha here. You know that's not real you knew that right we did that we made that on the other hand we need something to look at so we have this but the buddha was a man he was not a chunk of wood you knew that okay enough of the humor is that humor not exactly <laughs> further questions any questions out here anyone i'm missing so i guess i've made myself pretty clear
2: so Let's say you're in the middle of something that you, you said you wake up irritated. And, yes. And then what would it be like to not be irritated? Is Maybe. that is that something that we can just mentally change?
0: I think a little bit. You can if you, anytime you're irritated by anything, you can actually remember that twenty minutes ago you weren't irritated. And now you're irritated. Isn't that kind of interesting that you can actually uh, that cause and effect situations can get to you in such a way. Even though it's not going to last, you might be irritated for 10 minutes and then it goes away. It's impermanent. You you can actually, if you do sitting meditation enough, you can actually witness negative feelings arise. You can watch them for a few minutes or a few hours even, and then you can watch them just fall away. They, They can't, the only way they're going to last is if you fight with them or if you blame someone for them or blame yourself for them or have some kind of story around it, why it's happening. Don't explain anything.
1: Why is the negativity so much more seductive? You mean than being
0: happy? The way it looks is the causes and conditions that arise, causes, you know what I'm saying there, and the conditions, you know, the weather, the temperature, the, the building we're in, the people we're around, the conditions are so complicated, and we arise, we're just here, we're all, every, all of us are just sitting here, you're all listening to someone talk and I'm talking and looking at people and trying to stay in touch with people in terms of your questions. But when some kind of negativity either arises on its own, which it can do just in the, in the afternoon, you can just suddenly not feel so good and not really have a, an apparent cause for it. And then other times there can be uh, an apparent cause and instead of being, you know, something happens, somebody cuts you off in traffic or somebody uh, um, is uh, misses an appointment, or is disrespectful to you in some way? Instead of relating to that, actually, in the proportion that it's in, we it, it tends to trigger some kind of hidden, wherever you want to find it, some hidden, some kind of you know resentment that we that we tend to stuff. We sit on it. We say, "Well, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to look at it. I'm I'm just not going to go there." But then if something triggers that, suddenly all the unexamined stuff starts coming up to the surface and it wants some kind of expression. And then only, maybe the only expression it will find is just in in changing your feeling. You might not open your mouth. You might not do anything other than just you just don't feel good because of that. Further?
1: I guess on the other side is is there une- unexamined positivity?
0: Like uh, in Buddhism we would call that God realm. Someone who who goes up into into some kind of elaborate belief system into believing that somehow they're special, somehow that maybe everybody else is having trouble, but but I'm doing really well. Uh, and sometimes that's supported by maybe your your education, maybe your skin color, maybe the culture, maybe your your the maybe some kind you're born into some kind of privilege. Like we can all name lots of people that are that did not particularly earn their way to where they're at we we can we can all find other people who are uh, completely at a lower level who who te- even uh, uh, so in society or culture who who their the temptation for them is of course to try to find some kind of a some kind of a savior situation or a god realm or something not wrong we're not saying we're not saying anybody should or shouldn't do anything if, and i'm even saying you don't want to meditate don't do it do something else don't believe anything i say and so that uh, god realm would be our way of talking but just like the hell realm or the it's a state of mind not that it's just a place but it's a state of mind where you're just constantly at war with everything upset about everything irritated by everything that happens anything that gets in your way is just more proof that you you've been treated wrong and you're you just want to take it out and some people go so far as they actually start killing other people actually some people get put uniforms on so that they can kill other people because they want to do that and they know that they can't do it unless they've got a uniform on, either in the military. And I was in the Marines, so I, I know what the military is about. It's just a, it's a, I'm not saying it's, a, we should ab- abolish everything. I'm not going the other direction, but I'm saying it needs to function as it's meant to function, not not as a cover for someone to be, to validate the hell realm and they get to be the head demon or validate. The God realm and they may need to be the king of everything we all know about Examples of that all over the place not only in current time, but in the past question. Yes.
1: It's, it's just curious to notice uh, the depth of negativity that can arise in meditation and I don't know that I've ever experienced the, the same extreme on the other side of
0: mm-hmm.
1: mania or pleasure mm-hmm.
0: but that you know that just has to do with your particular wiring you know just like Uh, Somebody who's not very tall, hasn't experienced being uh, very tall. And somebody very short, hasn't experienced being very... No, that's wrong. (laughs) See, I I experience dyslexia all the time. (laughs) Lucky for you guys. Otherwise, I'd be so wonderful, I'd just vanish into light. Rainbows. So, I'm just saying that there's contrasts everywhere. And so, you know, you're... If you were really happy and everything went great for you and most of your life was pretty good, you certainly wouldn't be here to be a monk in a monastery. You'd be somewhere huh, whooping it up.
1: At least uh, the residents would be very frightened if that was the case.
0: T- <laughs> if you started getting really happy. <laughs> yeah, they'd think something's up. She uh, never smiles at me. <laughs> She's smiling at me. What's up? Is he office his meds? <laughs> Does he take meds? Got about six, seven minutes, yes. Cody. What's the difference between distracting ourselves and tempering a negative emotion? Uh, so I, I, think there could be a similarity, but I, uh, tempering it is, uh, is to whatever is occurring that is uh, negative. Usually, that's what it is. Uh, negative is is try to find uh, uh, the emotion itself, and then find uh, who's experiencing the emotion. So that would temper it to actually find some kind of identity. See if you can find the identity. And so distracting might be trying to block that out or trying to just think about some other situation. More? Thinking of the example of the polarity of okay. going to the other end of the spectrum, how is that
1: okay. staying
0: with what arises? Give me the, give me a give me a better idea of what it is, which one of those polarity So, so say I woke up with depression and yes. I was
1: focusing on being happy. Yeah. Wouldn't that in some way abandon my
0: not if you're flashing on it. If you're if you're you're just you're just going there and just come right back to the, the negativity. Don't, we don't want to abandon the negativity, but just notice that there's a polarity to that. And then uh, then if once you notice the polarity to that, here's the negativity and here's the polarity you're flashing on. When those are seen to be one thing, then the other polarity is the observer. Then we've got what's being observed, which is has as become a unity, and now we've got the observer seeing the observed. And then that's the final collapse, when the observer collapses into what is being observed.
1: What's the difference between those two scenarios of observing polarities versus observing observer?
0: I'm not sure. Find out. Further questions? Yes.
2: Could you say that again? Yes. Not further questions, but. That again. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Ask your question. Did she ask me to say that again?
2: Cody to ask his question again, and then I want to hear you. Well, then you should again. start with Cody. Okay, <laughs> Cody, ask your question.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't really remember. What I remember of it was... Yes.
0: <laughs> this is not a test.
1: It seems like you made a distinction between the subject-object polarity versus the polarity of things that we think are out there. So yes, I was wondering I what that distinction is.
0: It's just a way of, of making a distinction so that you can somehow track it and use that to work with your awareness, it's just how things arise in the awareness. So there's an, there's always anytime anything arises in the awareness, there's always an observer. Someone is observing what's arising. And Sometimes the image that's uh, been used uh, is uh, that is a pretty good way of looking at it as thoughts without a thinker. Is that when you when you have thoughts arise, just see if you can find out who's having those thoughts. You can't actually find. <laughs> you can't find anyone. What happens to the contract uh, when the whole marriage Then you're liberated. You're liberated from passion, aggression, ignorance, warfare. There's no more warfare. With yourself, inside yourself, or with anyone else. And it doesn't really, it's nothing special. It's so, because it's the very nature of reality, that may feel like you haven't done anything at all. There's no credential involved. You will not get if you, if you feel like you've accomplished something, this is delusion. We've had people come here before that thought they've accomplished something.
2: A question from Drew down in Florida. Yes, Drew. He calls himself Verbose Drew.
0: Verbose Drew? Let's see. Oh, I didn't know that. Verbose Drew.
2: He asks, this morning I was physically threatened by a worker I had criticized for what I saw as a drastic fall off in the, in the quality of his work. His anger seemed so out of proportion. I simply apologized twice to diffuse the situation and admittingly make life easier for myself. How may I have responded differently had I not been in a polarity mindset?
0: So uh, because uh, the the apology could have been, it depends, there's so many causes and conditions and depends and depends and depends, but you could just... uh, um, Apologize for how they feel, not what you did. Say, "I'm sorry, you're this is I'm sorry you're having a hard time with this," and then walk away. But first, start with that. So, put in your, your, uh, you know, put in your peace pipe, you know, and then leave. So there's no so that extended warfare won't happen, and just hope they don't. They're not uh, packing. So <laughs> they might nail you right on the spot. Could happen. So, but in other words, when you apologize, you've heard me say this before, when you apologize once, that, that probably you really mean it, but if you apologize more than once, you're starting to do it for because you want to be someone who's apologizing. But if you could say that once, I'm really sorry for how you're feeling about this, but you don't have to go in and, and add to that, but I'm right. You can actually, you can lose in that, but that's, there's quite a bit of loss happening there. another Another thing that's very important is body position. This is something you, can, you have to understand, you can't just do this because it might look uh, uh, false or phony, is you can drop your gaze. Don't drop your head like this, but you can drop your gaze and look down. Don't look them in the eye. And then apologize. Say, I'm really sorry about that. I'm, I'm sorry that that's difficult for you or you're having a hard time with that. And th- they'll get the apology before they eventually start to think that you didn't really apologize for what you did. That might take a while. Or apologize for what you did. If you were wrong, Drew, you shouldn't have said that to him. <laughs> maybe it was somebody else that had a fall off in their work. Maybe that you, maybe that you saw a fall off in their work, and your math is really bad. Drew won't, app- Drew won't appreciate me saying no. all <clears throat> So anyway, there's nothing wrong with when somebody's really having difficulty. and really upset of, of losing the war. You know, sorry about that. Well, you might not bow to them if they're if you're working in a, a automotive plant. Yes? Could we incorporate some kind of pathway measure practice with looking at polarities? How do you mean? Trying to see if there's something in between those two polarities. Yeah, we're doing that. That's what you're doing. What, what you're seeing is the passion, aggression, and ignorance between two things. Is that what you're saying? That's what get, That's what creates that space is fear. Fear. Or hope creates space. Hope that you want something else. basic teaching of the Buddha was uh, life is difficulty or difficult or suffering. And it's because we want things to be different than they are. It's a very simple teaching of the Buddha. The basic teaching of Buddhism is is not believe in me, I'm the Buddha. But work with your mind to liberate yourself. Find out who you are. It doesn't have anything to do with believing anything or disbelieving anything. But yes, that middle ground, that halfway measure. Sometimes the way I teach that is if you're picking up your coffee cup, you don't necessarily have to do this as a display of what you're doing. But if you're picking up your coffee cup, stop halfway. And just look at the whole space that you're in. This is an area you rarely ever look at because you're on the way to somewhere else. Just stop halfway. The next time you're going for a a walk from your house to your garden or something, stop halfway before you get to the garden. Just, Just stand there and just register what this is. Is there such a thing as halfway? Wherever you're at, you're always here. It may show up as halfway. It may show up as at the goal. It may show up as at the starting point. We're, we're the ones who, we divide up space, uh, and it's it's all somewhat arbitrary, I guess. Okay, we're, we're good. Thank you so much for uh, participating.
2: And I'd like to just call everybody's attention to the donation boxes that we have in the hallway. We appreciate and depend upon your financial support. Anything you can do to help us would be greatly appreciated. We also accept payments on PayPal and with debit and credit cards.
0: May the merit of
1: this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being
2: together.